The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. if he chose a life of crime or if the life of crime just chose him. He went from, uh, I'm just a wrestler, to he's Al Capone. You might have somebody by the throat and you're thinking, okay, I'm about to witness like a pretty heinous crime here. Double assassinations and blowing up police stations? Really? He fucked up. He fucked up big time. Dark Side of the Ring. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Black Eye, Head Honcho, Boss Star, Big Val here on OTTR. Um, for those of you that's just joining me, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, you know, being with me, being with the group, doing this whole adventure, this whole journey of us and, you know, involving this podcast. Um, if you don't know this, you should know. Please hit that like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment below. Give us your feedback. Tell us what's that you like to see stuff that you don't want to see something we can actually work on and such and such needless to say follow us on facebook groups twitter instagram author podcast also you can find our podcast on youtube google anchor breaker radio public spotify Podbean, audio and once in a while we're going to be going on um spotify green room so check us out there where we do live shows and there's going to be more um more podcast platforms that we're going to try to squeeze in so stay tuned keep watching keep listening um for those of you that don't know this is the after dark so um this after dark is gonna be my reaction and my thoughts about watching the latest dark side of the ring episode thursday night on vice documented what is called um, bikes, uh, bikes, bombs, and bedlam, the Johnny Canine story. Um, so for those of you that don't know, um, Johnny Canine was also, he went under another name, uh, Bruiser, Be Bruiser Bedlam. He was a former jobber in WWE back in the day, late 80s, early 90s. So he was, so you really wouldn't recognize him, even if he had a picture right, a picture right in front of him. Um, so needless to say, he wasn't really anybody, but the stuff that he was doing outside the wrestling industry is what caught people's attention. It was the, it was his, his bubbly nature of getting along with so many people in, in, in the locker room that people have remembered him most importantly. But I did not know that he was great friends with Scott Demore, who's old who's running um, Impact Wrestling right now. And I didn't know Scott DeMore was actually a wrestler. Holy shit. You know, there's a lot of things that I don't know that I'm figuring out now in my adult years. So I'm not like, you know, totally diving into each and every goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? People do have lives and lives do take its effect in certain, in certain emotions in certain, in certain events. But back to this. But back, needless to say to that, um, Giant Canine, just, I think he viewed himself wanting to do more, but because of the circumstances that he was in growing up wise, being in the abusive family, of course, you know, what they documented was the, um, his father being so abusive to him, his siblings, his mother, and, you know, childhood trauma like that kicks into play, especially when you get older. So, I'm not surprised that a lot of these dark side of the ring, certain people growing up wise have been through some 
had had some type of trauma to them that when they come to full age as an adult, you see the type of erratic behaviors that certain people present. And that's how we get these certain different dynamic and personalities in one locker room that can cause us trouble, that can be effective uh, to others or maybe nothing or maybe nothing at all. But it was just that is what caught my attention. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, he's doing pretty good. You know, if he's jobbing to some of the big stars or some of these other cats that I used to wrestle in WWE back in the day, um, and you making a decent living, I mean, hey, what's stopping you? But um, as we move forward, he meets the love of his life. Um, of course, you know, when it comes to relationships and what 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 you're doing out there and outside the household, you're not going to bring your drama at home. So I think that's what he was trying to do too. But the biggest takeaway that I thought, and let me just um, do a little something real quick. Oh, and uh, if you want to get your merchandise too and stuff like that, you know, um, bonfire.com. I know we see my cup. It's way too bright. Way too bright. Well, I got to like pull it back or something. Excuse me. But um, yeah, no, it just really just makes you wonder about um, people's, you know, people's upbringing, but that will lead them on to these erratic and strange behaviors as we get, as we get older. So first thing I got to say is mental health, is, mental illness is real. Please, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, anybody, even if you have to go to a therapist or, go, or just talk. I don't give a shit where the fuck you gotta do. You reach out to someone before you do anything drastic to yourself. Um, so that's something I really hold near and dear to me because I there's a couple of people in my life that really went down that path and I wish I could have said done more, but you know, stuff happens. But as, but as we go on, he starts finding happiness and he started getting a bigger push where he goes to Smoky Mind Wrestling, ran by Jim Connett. Yes, people, Jim Connett was, was not only just a man, not only just a major big, he was a beloved booker who ran Smoky Mind Wrestling in the late and um, in the early 90s. And they ran into each other at a event somewhere else and they seen and they seen each other, but Jim was like, yo, this is the guy I need to get on my show. And you know, Johnny Canine just took it and he ran with it. Um, he was working there for nine months, close to a year until, you know, back in the day when the territories was around, um, different amount of superstars will go to different promotions depending on the time and length of stay. So certain talents will go there for maybe like, for instance, they'll go for like three, four months. Then they'll go to another promotion, do the same thing. So they'll write them off television before they leave to go out to another territory to work there and so forth and so forth. Then they'll bring them back a lot later. Um, it's what the territories used to do back in the day. So when it came to him, there wasn't any other, you know, companies really out there that was probably going to try to take him up or, um, or probably wanted to build him to another superstar. I know why WWE didn't really call him back, especially when he went from being a 220, uh, two, uh, a 225 pound dude 
to nearly 300 pounds, and he's big, like, bigger than the Bodicious Boger mixed in with um, the Steiner brothers. And you're doing the math. He's like, how come Vince didn't push him? So I don't know if there was no, you know, backstage turmoil or anything like that involving him and Vince. Um, it didn't seem that way, but I think Vince already had his eyes on certain people, and that was it. And he left it alone just like that. But what I did not know, and we're gonna take a little deeper, in, a little deeper into this because this involves um, a lot of us men making choices about, you know, legally and illegal actions. Uh, I did not know he was part of the motorcycle gang, and um, he's part of the Satan's Choice bicycle um, biker gang uh, up there in Vancouver. Um, I mean, I mean, not Vancouver, Hamilton. My fault. Excuse me. Hint, yeah, Hamilton is another part of Canada. Um, I did not know that he was a part of that. But if you look at him, you could definitely tell he plays the part, or he could definitely play the part. So when things come to an end and all that you know is wrestling, you don't have a great education or skill set, the chances are your your job search is is basically going to be slim to none. And this is the stuff that he was facing too. And he ended up trying to get his, but little did I know he had a criminal record as he was growing up. So with me hearing this, I was like, hmm, that's that's interesting facts. Uh, wrestlers that's involved in a motorcycle game, like, this is so much shit back then. This was involving him, um, involving Dino Bravo at the same time, and you know what happened to him, according to the Rick Wattel story. Um, you know, after wrestling, and we're not making that big enough money to cover up your lifestyle, the chances are you gotta go in some other avenues to, I mean, you know, to make it work. And so he was a low level, he was a low level enforcer, but he was also beloved to a certain extent. But as we go further along the story, he was being played when he was in that St. Choice group. Um, yeah, it's just something else. But when it came to the charges that he was going for. When it came to the charges that he was going for, I was actually kind of shocked that he got tricked in thinking he was going to blow up uh, a gentleman's club, but instead, but instead, they decided to blow up a fucking police station. And you know what happens when you go after the fucking police. You know what the fuck is going to happen. They will come after you with every, with every resource in connections and partnership in alliance shit that they got. You know that. So blowing up a police station was the stupidest move thinking that they wasn't gonna, that thinking that they wasn't gonna get touched. So I was expecting to hear like, okay, he probably got busted somehow, but and maybe like a few years later, but not but that no quicker time span than what than what they documented. And then the sentence sure he thought that he was a snitch because he got out apparently. And if he had heard, he posted a bond. Um, you know what I'm saying? So if you post a bond, the changes on you ain't snitching, my I mean my G. So that does that didn't seem right right there, but they just wanted, but they want to get him out the way because they because he knew too much. And if you know too damn much, and you know, some people 
like me with all the mafia, if you know too much and they know that you are going to be a liability, they, they will get at you. They will whack you. They will make sure you are nowhere going to be coming near that courthouse and fucking up their program. So that's what's going to, that's what was happening. Then somehow he get, he, he get locked up years later for a double, for a double murder homicide and he got away with it. Which shocked the hell out of me because it's saying about insufficient evidence and they can't really prove that he did it. But listen, listen, I'm gonna just say this. I think if they would have took their real time with it and if he was a black guy, they would have took their time with that motherfucker to make sure that he gonna stick, you know, he gonna eat that charge. There's no damn way. Double murders like that, and you're part of my, you know, and then you have a documented history of violence, and somehow he gets a, and then he gets scapegoated with this. I'm sorry, asking questions too. So, but need, but needless to say, um, find the justice system, and then you know, saying he was, um, he served a three, he served a three and a half year sentence, um, for his role in the police bombing and Jesus. I mean that man must have been going have been going through a lot, but this is where I gotta say this is for the men to come into play. Um Dukes, I don't know why your camera is off and your microphone is off. You're not gonna say anything or do anything. Get out of here. Anyways, um this is going to the men. So we had that complex where we had we trying to we try and do good, but sometimes us doing good means we gotta do some things bad. So you may have one foot in the street and one foot over here at home or anywhere in a good or anywhere in a good environment or something like that. And um, you know, you have to make some pretty pretty severe choices, and that is gonna lead you to different paths in you know, in life. And we don't know what the hell is really going to happen when you have to make a certain decision where it affects you, it affects your family, it affects your kids. Um, you know, a lot of us brothers, we go through that trial and tribulations issues every day, making tough choices about how we get, we have to feed our uh, feel, you know, say feed our children, feed our girl, make sure that shit's paid in the house, especially depending on the lifestyle that you live. Fellas, just be careful about the choices that you do make. You can't have it both ways. You can't have one foot in the street and one foot in a good place because you're going to be in that constant struggle every day trying to do good, but yeah, you got to do this, but yeah, you got to do that. Sometimes you might got to go back to the essence and try to get something done, and I understand, but this is what they want us to do. They want us to fail. They want us to honestly fucking fail and crumble and be like, see, this is what happened. Then. See, this is, why, this is the reason why we don't give y'all anything. Don't fall for that stigma, folks. Don't fall for that stigma, my fellow Black Kings. Trust me, I'm in the struggle with you. Dukes, what the hell are you doing? If, you, if you're not going to talk, what are you doing here? Actually, actually I was going to talk, but I don't want to interrupt what you're saying. Okay. But finally, at the end of the day, um, he was trying, he was trying, he was, he was trying to do right, but then he fall back into play again. He joins another biker game called the UN, I guess in the United Nations. No, not the United Nations that, you know, for foreign um, foreign policies in the world, folks. There's actually a motorcycle game called the UN. Anyway, he, he tried his luck there, got caught up again, got locked up again, 
Um, did a little time, got released to a halfway house, was trying to do good. But then the bad news on February 21st, 2017, he passes away at the age of 53 due to um, supposedly um, an undisclosed um, autopsy. But different people are saying that either he was fed up, he was done, and maybe he could have just overdosed, or some other people said that he had a heart attack. We don't know what really happened. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what really happened. We don't know how he really truly passed away. And, um, you know, it's sad. And in in, a, you know, in another keynote I want to add is all these wrestlers are dying so damn early that they can't live a natural, normal life. And they need to fix that. They need to fix it because we lost so many good people early. And I may not want to say his name, but you know who the hell I'm talking about. Um, Eddie Guerrero, Mr. Perfect, um, Hawk, um, there's so many people that we lost that haven't even made it to the 60s. Like, holy shit, like, come on now. Professional oh, wrestling needs to perfect, I mean, they need to protect their wrestlers at all costs, especially, you know, from freak accidents or just, you know, internal trauma, anything of that nature. Please, protect these wrestlers. This is why certain people get stagnated when it comes to professional wrestling and this is the reason why that they don't like to do certain shit anymore but needless to say god bless your soul johnny k um it's sad it's unfortunate that how the down I me mean, um the down i mean at the at the tail end of his career and his life it wasn't really going it it, it wasn't going good but he was trying to get back on the right footing but you know the man upstairs just called him home and just said, "Hey, man, your time is done. I think you're just tired, and you that you need to just come home." And you know, sometimes, if you're struggling in real life, that when you that when you do peacefully pass away, I think you'll finally be free, and you'll finally have all the weight off your shoulders. But that was my but that was my take of the dark side of the ring, the bikes, bombs, and Bedlam, the giant canine story. As Duke showed up a little late. I'm gonna pass the floor to him and he can give his thoughts and opinions on it. Um my thoughts and opinions was kind of the same. Um how I see it is is more so of just how I see it is um it, it's kinda of, it's kinda of like it kinda of hits me in the way. Um, just because of everybody's lifestyles is kind of similar to him. My lifestyle is kind of the same as his. But things um, kind of change to the point where um, I'm, I'm actually doing this. Um, But for for this previous wrestler, it just seems to me that it might have a different life when you when you're portraying someone or doing some doing certain things, like a mafia type of style, like how we portray ourselves as 
on here, but outside of this, we're totally different people. Um, well, I guess on that note, I guess I got I can semi agree to that, yes, but I think in my personal life itself, um, I think it's kind of different for me, man. Because I can understand the whole double life line, but at the same time, it's like I know how to balance my from who I am for what my gimmick is, but it's they're still intertwined with each other. Sometimes the other gimmick might protect me from another incident that can actually potentially happen to me. Or my mm-hmm. or my regular side or my good side, my my good personality would save me from an incident where I could have got myself into some real danger and not think straight. You know, and, and I mean it's just that complex balance of split personality and behavior. Yeah, and and when you start seeing that that's that that other side come out, who the most likely will get. Just like um I remember pe- like certain people and this is not me going off track, but this is this kind of similar to what I'm what I'm talking about. Um I'm gonna throw this name out there and people seem about to realize Undertaker had the same mindset. Like 24-7. He was he was straight up the baddest motherfucker around. Betrayed just as a badass motherfucker. But nobody couldn't really tell if he's playing it or is this he's or he's just doing it just to do it. Art bleeds into reality. Mm-hmm. But for this, I can't really say much. It's just because it's like kind of kind of heading home and I'm sitting back there kind of kind of head scratching a little bit and it's like that could have been me. That could have been someone that I know that could have been someone that that's seen around me or or a, or a family member. That we all have the we all know someone that's just like that. Yeah, I know true. I know someone who's just like that personally. And God forbid he passed away as well. But the way that his passing is does seem right to me. It's, it seemed kind of fishy. It seemed like someone someone took him out. But no one wants no one wants to dare say it or no one will admit it. That's cause of just because the lifestyle that's so unbetrayed in over years, and you have so many people after you, and when you just say forget it, even though you try to make the peace that you are, certain people don't like, certain people don't respect, and you, if you live in that street life, we all. We all know about the street life. So the number one, if you don't get that respect and 
uh, you're chasing that cloud nine, ten times. It's either you're buried or you're in jail. The dead are in jail. And you passed away. Um, I know I'm late to the party. All reason why I'm late. Um, sorry everybody. It's just because I was um, come, I just came home from work. Um, so that, but um, all this right here is just something that is kind of crazy. But um, I really can't say nothing about this. It's, uh, yeah, it did hit kind of home, but I did kind of reflect on it back a lot, too. It's like, that's why I had the whole one foot, one foot in the door, one foot out. It's like, you can't have it both ways, bro. You see, you got, you're going to have to be falling on one foot into the other. It is so, it is so much about that. And eventually, later, he made his choice, and, you know, everyone got to make choices in life, depending on the circumstances. So his circumstances led to make it his decision. That's the reason why half the stuff that happened that we did did. So yeah. I can't, you know, you know, be like, oh fuck him, you know, the type of shit. Like, nah, like what if that was me? If I had no other choice, you know, if I was living in that type of environment in that lifestyle and shit. What if I would have done that? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, it could, like legit, it could be all of us. Like it could be either one of us, feel what I'm saying? Like we really do take a look at it. There's certain, certain things that goes on in our lifestyles we all could portray to do those type of things. But we true but it's like like um I remember someone said they tell me growing up, life was like a game of chess. I always and like legit. I this is why I always play chess. Um, you make one, you make one move. It could be a good move, a bad move, the right move, or it's game over. And when it's game over, your life is over. So really, this is why everybody keeps saying like, yo, stay two steps ahead, a step ahead, never, never go back. Always stay forward to the game. And I kind of like stay and listen to that. Even though myself, I got to some stuff. Um, Well, I'm proud of it, but it happens. Perhaps to the best of us. I know you probably got to some stuff, Blackheart. Oh, yeah, definitely. No. I ain't perfect either. Shit, I made no. my bet on a few occasions and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had an order to it, but, you know, I was like, it is what it is at the end of the day. I was like, it only taught me to make the next smarter move so I don't have to be in this situation again. Yeah. So, 
to say. But yeah, rest in peace to Johnny K9. Yes. Um, yeah, folks, that's the end of the that's the end of our after dark, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting the whole nine yards. Y'all know what to do. Hit that like, share, subscribe button below, leave a comment. Y'all saying, let us know what the hell do you guys think, what the hell do we do, not do, anything else. Get in tune with the movement, man. Bonfire.com slash store slash off the top ropes podcast. Decoslides.com to find our slides. Need more. I should have to really say this whole thing again. So y'all know how the hell to read to find <laughs> us. You can definitely check in that description um, bubble below for all our stuff. But uh, man, the next show is our weekly, our usual weekly taping. Last week in wrestling, that's what they'll be back. I don't know who else is going to be involved. And also, we're going to have the Irish Whip Podcast along with us tomorrow. So this is going to be real interesting. <laughs> and uh, we we might we might actually scare them. <laughs> we might be uh... actually scared them. And also, I got a special announcement to announce tomorrow as well. So. Uh-huh. Um, dude, she got the floor. You know what to do. Alright, um, shout out to everybody that came out and listened to us. Um, like Black House said, buy the merch. Yo, shout out to um, I gotta go old school with this one. Shout out to all the weed heads, the smokers, the drinkers. Our, <laughs> <laughs> you know, RV, RVD, his his shorty. You know, um, shout out to um. Shane McMahon's Jordans. Um, you know what? I might I might change up the females the female Ross a little bit because legit ain't fifteen no more. I'm cut it down. <laughs> so first she was at sixteen, so you only went down one. <laughs> like so. I said, I cut. It. So let's cut. It. So I cut it down a little bit. So oh, this is like listen, this is like saying to us, you know, listen, this is like saying to like a sex ad, like yo, you can't stop watching porn. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> it's basically saying that. And I'm just like, bro, it's just not gonna work. It's just not gonna work in your favor. <laughs> well, well, I'll park this then. All right, shout out to um Zyra Lee. Um oh boy, yo, she moved up to SmackDown, you know. My love. Um, shout out to Kanan Carter. Hold out for LXT. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, Tasha Stills. Carol Hogan. You already know. Um, you already know who it is. And on top of that, my, my main one from the Indies. Um, Amber... Rodriguez. Check her out. Yo, she's a real good wrestler out there. Um, and on top of that, shout out to MLW. Cause legit. Yes. Alex Hammerstone. Jacob Fatu shut the whole game down. 
<laughs> I still have to watch Fight Lamb. I'm trying to wait for it to get on the the streams. I already started watching that um fusion the fusion alpha joint the other day. I was like, yo, this tag team match between um Devon uh, Eric's. No, 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 fifty one fifty and um injustice. I think it was that was the opening match. I was like. This motherfucker, mm-hmm. this motherfucker is dope. I was like, okay, I even really missed out the loop of this. So I was, so I started watching. I was like, yo, but I got called in to do some other work. So I was like, damn. So I still got, <laughs> I still got, I still got to finish watching that episode that I was watching um the other day. But needless to say, folks, yeah, tune in to Emma uh, Major League Wrestling. They got some new stuff coming out. Tune into Impact Wrestling too because they got that knockouts knockdown pay per view tomorrow night, Saturday night. On Impact Plus as well. Um, just damn it, man. Just support all goddamn wrestling, man. And we're about to be dropping this uh, Rat King After Dark um, show on Saturday as well. Stay tuned for that. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, from me, any, from me, any dudes over here, we bid y'all adieu. Have a good night. Wait. Wait, oh, uh, fuck you, WWE. You ain't shit. <laughs>